Hi, Rav Judy here with Masechet Ediot, Perak Bet, Mishnah Zion, dedicated towards Chut for Rafua Shlema, for Tova Miriam, Bat Devorah Mindel. Shloshet Varam Amr Lifnei Rabbi Akiva, Shnai Mishum Rabbi Lazar, Vachab Mishum Rabbi Yoshua. Three things were testified about in front of Rabbi Akiva, two in the name of Rabbi Lazar, one in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. Here they are. Shnai Mishum Rabbi Lazar. Here are the two that are in the name of Rabbi Eliezer, that they were saying this was his opinion. Yotzeit Isha Bi'ir Shel Zahav, Umafrich Yonim Sulim Le'edut. Okay, so well before Naomi Shemer wrote Jerusalem of Gold, Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, um, and the, the poetry, and it's a beautiful song, um, there's a concept in the Gemara and in the Mishnah of an Ir Shel Zahav or even a Yerushalayim Shel Zahav. It's not quite clear exactly what this was. It was some sort of a golden ornament. Some say it was a piece of jewelry like a brooch. Some say it was a form of a crown of sorts that perhaps a bride would wear or someone of importance. Um, but it was called an Ir Shel Zahav, a city of gold. And uh, it may or may not have been shaped like a city or, you know, the, the inscriptions on it, like the... Um, the, what do you call those, non-inscriptions, the carving, um, you know, that's, that's carved into metal to make a, a design. I'm missing the word, but okay. So uh, whatever it is, the question is, is a woman, al- engraving, uh, is a woman allowed to go outside with the ear shells of hops? The concern is that if it's something that you wear, that you don't assume you would take off in public, then it's being worn and it's okay. So we don't worry about people going outside without an Erev on Shabbat with a shirt on. Because chances are they're not going to take off their shirt. However, jewelry, generally most jewelry, the question is, would you leave it on, would you not? So this ear shell zahav, uh, according to Rabbi Lazar, we're not worried that a woman is going to take it off and show it to someone and thus end up carrying it on Shabbat out of public because they're not wearing it anymore. Whereas Rabbi Lazar was disagreeing with the uh, the other opinion that says, no, we have a concern that she might take it off. It's not something she would necessarily leave on. Rabbi Lazar says, no, no, she'd leave it on. It's It's an important part of her... Her look, and uh, not something that she removes. Mafricha yonim sulim le'edut means that pigeon racers are puzzle, are are, uh, are non-kosher for testimony. People who gamble for a living. So nowadays, people, unfortunately, I mean, there's still there's horse racing. People race dogs. People race all kinds of animals. So it used to be a thing to race pigeons, catch that pigeon. So uh, so if a person person is involved in professional pigeon racing, then that that makes them uh, unfit as someone to testify because they're a gambler. And our problem with gamblers in general, people play with dice, etc., they do this for a living, even if they don't do it for a living is a question, but if they do do it for a living, is that they're basically constantly dealing with money that other people didn't intend to give up. It's effectively stolen funds. And so the money they have is really somebody else's who didn't mean to give it up. They thought they were going to win. They thought their pigeon would be the fastest. Okay. What was the statement that they said in front of Rabbi Akiva in the name of Rabbi Yoshua? Let's say you have a chulda. A chulda is a... Is it a rat? Is it a weasel? Some sort of rodent-type thing. And it is walking with a tame dead animal in its mouth. So this rat, this weasel, is walking around with, let's say, a dead lizard in its mouth. The dead lizard is tame. The live rat or weasel is not. So it's walking across, unfortunately, an area with some truma produce, uh, you know, loaves of truma, fruit of truma, etc. And we know that truma, from Pesach Mishnayot and other discussions, is not, it's supposed to be given to a Kohen and has to be tahor, you can't make it tame. But here there's a tame animal, well, there's an animal carrying a tame animal in its mouth, walking across them. Our question is, did the dead lizard's body touch the truma directly, or is it only that it's in the mouth being carried by the animal. By the way, it could be a cat today. Sometimes a cat will, 
you know, bring in a dead bird or something. So is it, is it that the, the, it doesn't go through the animal carrying, the weasel or the rat, but if the body of the lizard touched the truma, the truma's tummy. If it didn't, it's not. But suffolk naga, suffolk lonaga, what if we're not sure if the body of the lizard actually touched or if it was just held completely inside the mouth, hovering in the air above, you know, across the mouth and, and hanging in the air above the truma? What happens? Sveiko tahor. We're going to say that it's in doubt and it's tahor. Why? Two things. We have two things working for us here. One, we don't know that the lizard's body actually touched the truma at all, number one. Number two, the weasel or the rat is moving, and there are some leniencies related to moving tuma, and here it's tuma on the move. So putting all those things together, we can say that the, the loaves or the truma fruit can be left alone as tahor and given properly to a kohen.